And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at PositiveHead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods. And as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website. But besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Beecham. I've got Dalian the Alien here with me, and we are ready to do this. What's going on, Dalian? Not much, my friend. How are you? I am ready to do this. Let's do this. All right. Did we just do it? Um, Um, Sometimes space and time gets a little bendy for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think we're still in the intro. (laughs) Oh, okay. Just kidding. I I am fully, I I have my bearings on about Lay off the mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I am sober. I am fine. Uh, Well, here we are again. Um, Let's see. I don't have any, 
I, a lot of times I jump right into reviews. No reviews on iTunes this morning to report. But uh, for those of you who haven't reviewed, um, this is my guilt trip to you. <laughs> Go on to iTunes, give us a review. It helps us to reach new people. Um, if you are uh, listening and enjoying, uh, we definitely appreciate that. And of course, write in with questions. We really uh, love it, love it, love it when we get questions or just any kind of feedback from you guys. You can do that through positivehead.com. Um, we will most likely feature your question uh, if you write us one. So please do and uh, interact, co-create with us here on the show. Um, let's see, Dalian, why don't we jump right into something interesting in the media to report? You got something good to tantalize our our brain this morning? I have this something day. inspiring or someone inspiring to share. This is an individual, Brandon, that whose name I think I have seen, or rather not his name, but his sort of moniker, the thing he's known for. He's known for being a Buddhist monk who's become a millionaire. Ah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, so- sounds like someone we might like to have on the show someday. And after reading this article from High Existence, Brandon, mm-hmm. it definitely sounds like someone who it would be very interesting for you to talk to and for the podcast to interview. And the story is is an article called Three Essential Attitudes for a Fulfilling Life from a Buddhist Monk Turned Millionaire. Mm. So Andy Puttikam, or Puttikam is his name, and he's been interviewed by other podcasters like Lewis Howes. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's his story is pretty fascinating. He ha- suffered a couple of tragedies early on in his life. Um, I believe uh, the article mentions his sister was actually killed by a drunk driver. Oh, wow. So yeah, so that pushed him towards pursuing... Uh, towards committing, um, you know, to a spiritual life pretty early on. And so he, you know, in order to deal with this, he ended up becoming a monk, right? Mm-hmm. So many, many years later, he ended up leaving um, the monastery, leaving that life, but not the mindset. And so he ends up becoming a millionaire, as the headline mentions, by co-founding the Headspace app. This mm-hmm. is not one I've heard of. It's called Headspace. Mm-hmm. And, but it boasts over 6.5 million users. Wow, the that's article a lot. writer, yeah, so is, he's one of them. So yeah, that would account for uh, Andy's success now. But uh, Andy's one of these individuals, uh, perhaps not unlike ourselves, who who is really good at conveying some you know profound Buddhist truths to to the layman, so to speak. And so those three keys are number one is appreciation for precious human life. Again, that's a very Buddhist thing, of course. Right. They go out of their way to not harm a butterfly or, or a, you know, a or mosquito. Or like me trying to actually catch a mosquito in my bedroom the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very Buddhist. I've definitely got you. more sensitive to that sort of thing. Anytime, you know, whereas when I was younger, it's just like, oh, kill the bug. And now I look at it and I, I don't know. I just have a, a lot harder time uh, ever hurting anything. Unless it like bites me or something. And it's much easier in that moment. Indeed. I exactly. I cannot just reflexively kill bugs just because their existence offends yeah. me now. Right, I, right, right. I think twice about that sort of thing. So yeah, appreciation for human life. Uh, or article, any life, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Actually, it should be all life, but especially precious human life, it says here, because we're become so desensitized, right? Right. It's easy. It says here, it's so easy to forget that our time is limited and we live here very often with this delusion that we're going to live forever. We know it intellectually that we won't, but that's not the way we live our life. And so it gives us a little tip on how to practice appreciation. Studies have shown, and they link to, I suppose, studies elsewhere uh, on on another site, but it says, writing down a few things you feel grateful for every night increases life satisfaction, eases anxiety, and improves one's immune system. 
yeah, engaging in that practice is definitely beneficial. Number two is embracing impermanence. And again, a very Buddhist concept, but um, a little quote. I think this is a quote from Andy, and it says, Everything is always changing. Nothing stays the same. So much of our suffering in life comes from trying to hold on to things or being fearful of what might arise in the future. If we recognize that everything is always changing, then everything is always coming and going, and we're free. There's there's a completely different feeling to life. Yeah. Yeah. Only thing in life guaranteed is change. Indeed. And uh, yeah, embracing that impermanence. Uh, actually, they give you a little exercise. I won't go into that. You can check it out if you read the article. But uh, yeah, again, uh, they even include a link at the end of that tip and uh, more information on how you can m- know more about this, right? And then number three, Brandon, is I could have guessed it was going to be this, but it's acceptance. In mm. one word, acceptance. And uh, again, they give tips for how to cultivate acceptance. Um, one of Andy's quotes here uh, To be clear, acceptance doesn't mean just going with the flow when someone's doing something very negative. It doesn't mean just saying, oh, okay, I don't need to do anything. That's a very different thing. It's about with those things that we're enabled to change in life, can we be at ease with them? Mm-hmm. And that actually, I was when I was looking for a story, I found uh, another one by a psychologist who um, was saying um, that that's the way he likes to appreciate people is by looking... Um, Regarding people as sunsets, because sunsets are very beautiful, but we can't control them, right? Mm. And he was thinking, if I can slip into a mode where I can regard people in the same way, then I can see their beauty. And I'm not sitting there thinking, you know, I don't think, oh, how can I make the sunset more beautiful? It needs more reddish, you know, orange over here. Right. You You regard their beauty and and their impermanence, right? Exactly. Yep, yep. Way to tie it all together there. And uh, yeah, the article is, is a good read. I would recommend it for sure. There's links to uh, the, um, actually you can read, you can check out his audiobook uh, with an Audible free trial. Audible is that um, ebook platform that mm-hmm. you can uh, sign up for. Yep. But uh, Andy's got some, uh, an ebook, Get Some Headspace. Nice. Which I believe he narrates himself. So you can yeah, check Headspace that out. Headspace is, a, I believe I've heard of it. It's a meditation app. Um, oh, okay. That's, uh, that's what I inferred when I saw that name, of course. Yeah, right, right. Very cool. Well, that's... Uh, that's a little different approach to our story. It's actually yeah, uh, really, really uh, insightful. So thanks for sharing, Dalian. And moving right along with that topic in general, which flows together nicely with the quote slash question I wanted to pose today. You are always in a receptive mode. The question is, what are you receiving? And this is a very personal one for me. And, you know, it's something that I openly... Uh, like to embrace and share on the show is my own vulnerability, my own hardship. You know, I always say this podcast is as much more for me than anyone. And the fact that any of you are tuning in and benefiting, uh, that makes me very happy. But uh, they say you teach best what you most need to learn. And uh, definitely, uh, it's one thing to talk about this stuff. And it's another thing to really put it in practice. And I've had that opportunity in the recent months with, um, you know, hardship with, with a company, you know, very, very successful company. I started uh, sort of uh, falling apart for me and, and starting over and then really struggles getting, you know, uh, some of the, the new projects uh, going as quickly as I'd like. And I've really started paying attention in the last few weeks. It's like, okay, what what am I receiving? What, what, how, you know, how do I get back to that place of so much abundance flowing in? And, you know, something that just popped into my head the other day. And, and of course, we talked about the Buddhist millionaire. If you want to be a millionaire, how do you do it? Well, 
First thing is you got to feel like a million bucks. You can't uh, <laughs> you can't ever be a millionaire, and that's just one example. We get you know money. Uh, you could talk about relationships. You could apply this to anything. What are you receiving? I mean, if if you want to be a millionaire, many people are looking for that financial abundance for the freedom that it brings. Most people are right. Look at yourself. Ask yourself right now: Do I feel like a million bucks? Do I feel like a millionaire? Am I uh, vibrating in that? You know frequency in that play my plane in that vibrational pool and I realized with myself and my own hardships in the last uh, few months I, I had slipped out of that and I do believe as we progress in our own evolution as we ascend vibrationally as humans having a spiritual experience and are growing into the next greatest and greatest version of ourselves I believe that uh, a big part of that and it's talked about in one of my favorite books oneness how you think you have overcome certain things in your life, certain cycles, certain patterns, and the next thing you know, you've sort of been reset back to uh, further uh, work through that um, blockage maybe that has, has been a, a recurring theme or pattern in your life. And that's, that's certainly what feels like has happened to me. And But now I feel like I've, tur- I've really turned a, a corner in the, even in the last few days where I'm really feeling in a, a receptive mode that's differently, you know, uh, you I can be receiving uh, hardship. I can be receiving uh, lack of abundance. I can be receiving hitting walls in every turn that I make. Uh, That's something that you're resonating with, that you're drumming up in your vibration, that you're constantly, so you can talk about wanting success and abundance and any of those things, but if you're receiving the opposite, you know, you can't, you can't be the millionaire and feel like, a $5 bill, right? So uh, you've got to get into that receptive mode where you are uh, allowing uh, yourself, you got to be it to see it. Just like one of the t-shirts we have on on the site, you know, great message for myself, be it to see it, be it vibrationally first. And the the truth of the matter is you are, you're worth a billion bucks. Uh, Money is no, you know, to go back to that example, it doesn't even compare to the, the, uh, pricelessness of your soul you are a a chip off the divine block you are one with the source that created all things that's how valuable you are that's how abundant you are you're one with what uh created everything that you see and beyond it's that powerful it's that abundant get in the receptive mode of tapping into that abundance get into you know when you there's a uh there's a great roomy quote that touches on this when you come looking for sugar your bag will be examined to see how much it can hold and it will be filled accordingly so what are you uh what are you resonating with what are you expecting what what vibrational pool are you playing in and uh what i would like to do it's been uh of course, one of our favorite teachers always to share clippets from. Uh, and the last week we've done a lot of it. Uh, never too much, in my opinion. She's probably my favorite. Here's Abraham talking about this subject. Take a listen. Thank you. Yeah. Ever since the Land Cruise last month and being in the hot seat, I've really been in the energy of satisfaction. And it's really taking things to a whole new level for me. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for that. Yeah. My question is about getting in the receiving mode and working with people and working with myself. Hold just for one bit. Sure. Let's say that with a little bit more precision. Okay. Getting in the receiving mode of my choice. Because you're always in a receiving mode of something. You might be in the receiving mode of honoriness or the receiving mode of overwhelmment or the receiving mode of appreciation. You're always in the receiving mode. But 
getting in and maintaining chronically the vibration that hooks me up with source and vortex that's the receiving mode that you're talking about yeah yes absolutely yeah. yes now to me what feels like the biggest challenge in terms of being in in that receiving mode is this belief or feeling that i need to earn what i want right so a lot of us i think you know are in a lot of people are in jobs they don't want to be in right well if that's an important concept to you and it works for a lot of people you could say that by being in this receiving mode you earn access to the most wonderful stuff it's not altogether that different of a concept that i'll work hard and i'll go to school and i'll get a good degree and i'll put myself in a place and i'll present myself in a very positive way and i'll put in long hours and therefore i will earn a big wage that's not so different as i will sleep often i will get up i will meditate i will get into the receiving mode i will tap into the energy that creates worlds and i will allow you could interchange allow and earn if you want to it's yeah. just don't put any struggle in the earning okay because there are consequences to what you're offering vibrationally and so earning is sort of like consequences to my behavior and what we're talking about are consequences to your vibration and so you do want to be deliberate about the way you think and deliberate about the way you feel totally yeah because for me you know i spend a lot of my summers on the beach and you know i spend half my day laying on the beach and half my day you know working with clients to earn an income to purchase the things that i want but i know that the law of attraction is powerful enough to let me lay on the beach all the time and allow the things that i want to well, show up all of that is good and we like the experience that you've had we think that there's a different thing that is sort of stuck in your vibrational craw and it's this and we can see why you are translating it into earning but we think it is this instead or as well as much more this the common question in living in this physical world where there are things to do and places to go and people to see and the world of meditation and alignment it's almost like the spiritual world versus the material world and we're wanting you to understand we know that you must from life that it's all blended together so the question is not so much about earning as it is about how much action do i offer how much doing should be involved how much lying on the beach as compared or opposed to doing and so that's why we began talking to you about this vortex and everything that's queued up it's why we're talking to you about get into the receiving mode where you can then receive an impulse to act it's about timing it's about right place right time it's about broader view knowing where you stand in relationship to what you want and the thing with so many people is that they're working so hard putting in long hours with all sorts of patterns of resistance that they just can't manage to receive as much as they want because they are vibrationally working against their own best interest where a lot of times those who are more chilled and not worrying about things abundance is flowing into them in a stronger way and then there's this battle among humans of that person is lazy by comparison and yet thriving what's going on why are they thriving and so there's this whole group of people who are railing against thrivers because they feel abused in their hard work so 
what we want you to understand is that you want to act when you feel inspired to act act from your inspiration of joy not from your inspiration that if i don't act then bad things will come to me it's that piece that you're wanting to bring into alignment for yourself yeah and you're making me realize that you know when i'm not doing there's often an energy of discomfort saying you know that i should be doing things and i know at a conscious and so, level and so it doesn't matter if someone's pointing a finger at you and saying you should be doing more or if you're pointing your own finger at you and say you should be doing it more there's contention within you that is blocking the good from coming then that's what makes you try harder but to try hard in the face of resistance only feels worse absolutely yeah. only feels worse very you good. following all of this? Yeah. Did you get to where you wanted to be on? Absolutely. Yeah, that felt really good. Hi. My first question is about health. Is health similar to manifesting everything else? I mean, if we're... It's the same. So if I've been feeling bad for the last month, let's say, body problems, that's a factor of what I've been thinking, feeling? Always. Darn. Um, <laughs> well... It's just being on the other side of the rumble strip. We've been saying for a long time that if you've got resistance and you don't know it, don't worry, it will get bigger. Because if you don't know it, then you're going to continue to think the same thoughts that you're thinking that are causing the resistance. And so these things are always true. You are always expanding and your inner being has always taken the expansion and your inner being is always calling you toward the expansion so the more resistance you have along the way the more your call toward that expansion will show up as resistance in different ways it's not something to worry about a lot of people feel negative emotion and don't even know they are you put up with it because it becomes sort of normal or something that you're hearing or feeling so often and so when it becomes more acute like a physical sensation then sometimes it gets your attention more yeah it feels like i've been off in the ditch past the rumble strip for a lot of my life and that's you know. all right because the good news is vitality and clarity and well-being are all possible in this moment and nothing that has ever been before needs to affect this moment because you have the power to find clarity and alignment and therefore allow energies to flow here and now. Now, the tendency isn't to do it now if you haven't been doing it. And don't be hard on yourself about it. It just means that there's momentum. A belief is just a thought that you continue to think. There's momentum in belief. And so sometimes it takes something that's a little stronger to get your attention to cause you to make another decision and those decisions have power in them so don't freak out about it and don't beat up on yourself about it just say oh under these conditions because of where i am i'm making a stronger decision that when i feel the rumble strip i'm going to do something about it i'm going to change the thought i'm going to reach for a thought that feels better the best thing is to try to get out ahead of it in other words when you go to sleep at night during your slumber the momentum stops your propensity toward a negative thought softens while you sleep because momentum stops while you sleep because while you're sleeping your attention is not upon it and so the momentum does subside now when you wake up in the morning the tendency is to visit with the same people or return to some of the same thoughts and so you get usually 
we started to say up to speed, but what we mean is down to speed with what's been bothering you the day before pretty quick, but you don't need to. So when you go to bed at night, if you would just acknowledge, there's going to be a clearing to a certain extent while I sleep and momentum will stop. And tomorrow it will be easier for me to find things that feel good. And don't take the issues that have been bothering you head on and try to feel good about them because you won't succeed. Every subject is two subjects, wanted and absence of what is wanted. So if you wake up and try to think positively about the issue that's been bothering you, you won't get past about one positive thought before you remember what it's really like, you see. So you've got to change the subject. Get off the subjects that bother you. Get on a subject that is easy to feel good about. Because you could have 10 subjects and nine of them bother you and one subject feel good and you could focus upon the one that feels good and as you focus only upon the one that feels good or predominantly on the one that feels good, your vibration will raise and before you know it, you're going to have a different vantage point about everything. So just be easy about it. Just be easy about it. Even about the value of loving myself. If I didn't know how to do that, I forget that subject and look at something else? Well, almost no one really knows how to love themselves because you've been running around trying to find other people to love you. Standing in your head in all kinds of different ways. If I'm like this, do you like me? If I'm like this, do you like me? If I give you this, will you like me? If I'm like this, will you like me? And so you kind of lose track of who you are because the more you're looking to others to love you, the more you're not in sync with who you are. We just said to you, don't take the biggest issue and try to make that one work. Take things that are easier and just try to become lighthearted about things. Look at things that are easier. Don't take life so seriously, you see. And don't watch television anymore. <laughs> There's a lot to rail against there, isn't there? Esther gets up, she meditates, she dances to music, she gets tuned in, tapped in, turned on, she writes focus wheels, she acknowledges that everything is really, really good, and then just to catch up, <laughs> she turns on the television and forgets everything good in her life. You just got to decide, do I want to feel good or not? And if you want to feel good, do the things that feel good. It's that simple. Okay. And don't beat up on yourself if you miserably fail. <laughs> That's step five. I'm good at beating up on myself, but I have to change that pattern by getting off it and enjoying what Well, I you know what that means. You beat up on yourself. Do you know why? You beat up on yourself because you were born to be an uplifter, and that's what you mean to do. You were born to feel good. You were born to be of advantage to others. You were born to make a positive difference in the world. And your inner being sees you as doing and having done all of that. So when you choose to focus on yourself in some other way, that's the first and strongest way that you will cause tension between you and your inner being. Because the opinion of you in that moment is so off kilter from what your inner being knows that you will feel terrible in any thought that even comes anywhere near that. You see what we're getting at? Mm -hmm. So cut it out. <laughs> you can't go cold turkey on anything. Law of attraction won't let you. Law of attraction won't let you all of a sudden begin to think different thoughts. 
Law of Attraction is going to keep dishing up thoughts that you've usually been thinking. You have to wake up fresh enough and sure enough that you want to feel good, that you're willing just to look in the direction of what feels good. Esther has been at this for so long and we've been flowing through her for a very long time. And sometimes things just happen that get your attention that don't feel good when they get your attention. And sometimes you put up with them long enough that they don't feel good when they get your attention and you get some momentum going and it doesn't feel good. But after a little while, it becomes strong enough that you just make another decision about it. You see, we say to Esther on a really regular basis, would you rather be right or feel good? That's a good thing for you to ask yourself. Would you rather be right or feel good? Would you rather be right that you are a miserable human being? Feels good to think that. <laughs> Sometimes, I mean, it feels normal. Well, thoughts that you are accustomed to thinking do feel normal, yeah. but there are a lot of normal thoughts that don't feel good. But if you've not been paying attention, then the tension becomes more until you're asking a question like you're asking today. So what a great point, right? Get in the receiving mode of my choice. What, you know, are you in a receipt? You're in a receiving mode, no matter what you're doing. Are, are you actively choosing it? Or is it, are you in the receiving mode of that, which you don't want? Pay attention, look at yourself, look, be very honest with yourself. Um, it, you know, and of course, so many people feel they need to earn it. Uh, they need to work super hard for it. Uh, something tells me the Buddhist monk uh, turned millionaire didn't, uh, isn't working 70 hour days on uh, that headspace app it's creating passive income <laughs> in his life uh if you think you need to earn it and you need to you know uh, dig a ditch then go get digging it's just a choice it's you know it's it's just a thought right it's such a pervasive cultural story too it really is it really is and uh you, you, you've got this uh, whole idea that struggle has to be a part of it. Let's, let's redefine. Let's use our imaginations to create more. Let's use our imaginations to rewrite the story of what we think it means to be uh, independent and abundant, right? Let's, let's make up a new story. And, uh, you know, I think it was interesting, Dale, and she said, it's almost like the spiritual world versus the material world. And you've got this pervasive thought, as you just said, you know, that you're up against when you have, you know, 98% of the society telling you, no, here's how it is. You struggle, you work hard, you, you slave, you sacrifice, you do all these things. And, and of course, then it becomes true because that is the story that is, you know, you're creating your, your reality. So, uh, and I think a really, really important point here that she touches on too, um, is act when you feel inspired. And if you find yourself acting because you're fearful of bad things happening, stop fine you know that's that's you're in the wrong vibrational space uh trying in the face of resistance only feels worse if it feels worse find something else to do put it on hold find a way to go feel good to feel light then come back to it i think that is a very important point and tip that uh abraham offers here yeah i think it's all really pretty clear if you sort of discern the quality of the energy behind the words and you know behind the attitudes that they're trying to explain there because one thing I can guarantee is that I would say, you know, wanting to go into that hard work thing for a minute. It's not that hard work isn't good or valuable or the key, a key to success, right? It's a way. It's a it, path. Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. It's just that, exactly. It's been just it's sort a of... a path, not the path, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been almost deified as uh, the kind of the thing to strive for in itself mm -hmm. almost, right? Right. The thing is... 
a lot of hard work isn't by itself going to get it done. The thing that gets it done is really the energy behind that. And so that's why when they say, you know, act when you're inspired, if you're really, if, if your work is something you love, then it's not going to feel like work a lot to you, right? We've all heard that quote, you know, do what you love for a living and you won't work a day in your life. Well, if that's a circumstance, then you can probably bust your ass, as they say, you know, mm -hmm. work really, really hard, but it won't feel like work to you and you will be very effective. You may be even inspired. So again, that sense the quality of the energy behind that. And then for example, when you need to get something done, sometimes you're performing a critical task, something time sensitive that's just got to get done. Mm -hmm. It's all in how you approach it. So if you're, of course, feeling very stressed out, feeling, you know, up against the wall, et cetera. Get playful with it. Find yeah, a way yeah, to get yeah, playful exactly. and light about it. Yeah. Get light. Lighten up is really the key. And I know for me, I can get heavy sometimes with with sort of these things. And, and I'm really trying to make a conscious effort to lighten up. You know, and, and really, when you think about it, Dale, and this is working, this is what working smarter, not harder is, right? I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's not working smart if you're doing it in a, from a low vibrational state. Yeah. And if you're sort of always slamming yourself against the wall, uh, in a way, that's kind of what I see the hard work mentality as is like, just really like a sledgehammer trying to break a brick wall. You just got to swing it real hard a few times, of course. But that's not the way to approach all work. That's how you do something. Right. If that's your approach to everything, then, you know, you're going. it's not going to be so effective sometimes. Yeah, find a way to get playful. Find a way to lighten up. Find a way to get playful. Find a way to lighten up. This is the key to making everything flow easier and smoother in your life on you know, not just we've kind of honed in here on, uh, you know, work or making money because it is such a recurring theme in everyone's life. It certainly has been in, in everyone I know's life. So but this goes for all things. Lighten up about it. Whatever the problem is, the relationship issue, the lack of relationship issue, the, you know, there's so many different areas of our life where we, we want it to seek improvement lighten up about it we'll just completely lighten up about it and find find that good feeling find a place to feel good in in uh correlation with whatever it is you're you're focusing on well dalian out of imaginary time for today there is more where that came from so we will be back we have uh some music you have uh some music queued up here a tasty tasty track let me um Look at my notes, though, real oh. quick, though, because we were previewing a few different ones. Feverkin, and we have brought them to you before. Oh, yeah. Him, her, it, them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is a track called Overthought, what I just did there a second ago. But, uh, yeah, Feverkin's got just awesome flavors. We'll probably bring you more in the future. Yeah, Overthought. Don't overthink it, everyone. <laughs> Otherwise... As you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.